We welcome you this morning, and we're going to talk today about the weary. Uh, if you'll turn in your Bibles to the book of Isaiah, chapter number 50, we're going to read verse number 4 in just a moment. Now, just let me tell you a little story. There was a man, his wife, and his mother-in-law who went on vacation to the Holy Land. Now, me and Sister Amy have a trip to the Holy Land planned for this next year, February. February, into February, March. So we're excited about that. And, uh, but we don't want anything like this. So this man and this wife and this mother-in-law, they were in, on vacation there in the Holy Land. And while they were on their tour, the mother-in-law passed away. So they came to him and they talked to him and they said, they told the, the man, they said, now, we can ship her body home, cost you about $5,000, or we can bury her here for $150. The man thought for just a second and he said, ship her home. And the guy said, why in the world would you spend $5,000 to ship her body back to the States when... You can just spend 150 here. The gentleman looked at the guy and he said, I'm going to tell you something. Over 2,000 years ago, there was a guy that died over here. Y'all buried him. Three days later, he rose again. I just can't take that chance. Isaiah chapter 50. Verse number 4. Look at it with me. Let's read it together. The Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. Stop right there. Now here Isaiah is speaking and he's talking about Messiah. We're seeing some things about him as he's declaring him. And he talks a little bit about how that he, I mean, God was there and he created the earth and all these great things. And then, I mean, he's speaking as, in, as Messiah is speaking. And he says, the Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned. Now, I'm going to tell you something. It takes time and education to teach your tongue how to talk. How many remembers teaching your children when they first started talking? Their language weren't, wasn't perfect. Uh, it, it, sometimes it was, you couldn't even understand it. But little by little, it began to develop and it began to clear. And uh, pretty soon, you know, they're just talking and nonstop. And I mean, all of a sudden, there's communication. And uh, that comes through learning. He said, the Lord has given me a tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. I ought to talk to you just a second on that little phrase, I should know. Husbands, we should know how to speak to our wives. Wives, we should know how to speak to our husbands. Parents, we should know how to speak to our children. But do we always speak the best? 
Do we always use the right tones, the right attitude, the right volume? <laughs> but I said, I should know. He did. He learned how to speak to people in need. But did you know you can't talk to someone that is weary and stressed and upset and tired the same way you speak to someone that's refreshed and encouraged and excited? You can't do it. I mean, to those, I mean, on a normal day, I mean, you're good and everything's fine. And, I mean, you're, you're right mentally and physically and everything's good. And, I mean, you're, you're working together and husband and wife. And, I mean, you're barking out orders. And, I mean, you're just working together and all that. But on a day when one of you is weary, when it's not your best day, when you've got a headache, when something just went wrong at work, when you're stressed over bills, you can't talk to each other. You can't bark out the orders. I mean, you can't say things the way you said them when everything was good. I should know better. I should know how to talk to my wife when she's having a bad day. To be able to encourage her, excite her, and stir her, and strengthen her and let her know I, I'm here for you baby sometimes I don't know why isn't it bad when both of you are having a bad day at the same time <laughs> don't you don't you just hate that I mean it's you know you normally I love it when you know one of us is having a bad day and the other one's having a good day because they always encourage us Get you out of your funk. Come on, get up and go. And I mean, they're, you know, they can make little jokes and laugh and help you. But man, when you're both having a bad day, neither one want to speak to each other. And when you do, it's not the right tone or the right thing. I should know. I should know how to speak a word in season. You see, a word in season, amen, in the season of weariness, in the season, amen, when something has happened, in the season of discouragement or depression, in the season, amen, when things are not right, you've got to know the season. Oh, husbands, if we could just know the season, our life would be so much better. If we would learn to speak the right word at the right season, because I'm telling you, there's summer, winter, spring, and fall in the house. And you've got to know how to speak the right word in the right season to get the right response. Because when you speak a summer word on a winter day, it just, it just ain't right. It's, it's, when you're chirping like a spring bird on a... You know what I'm talking about. Let's don't go any further. I should know better. Come on, folks. Let's grow up a little bit. Let's learn. Let's, let's, let's get our vocabulary. Let's get our heart. Let's get our mind and our spirit. Messiah said, I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. 
I should know when I go to Walmart, when I go to school, when I go to work, when I come to church, and that person that's normally just bubbling, excited, amen, I see them a little bit downcast, and I I see them a, a, a frown where there was a smile, and I should know how to smile, give an encouraging word, and say, I appreciate you, I love you. See, that's the word in season. The word out of season is, hey, what's wrong with you? What's up with you? Get right. Act right. Come on, suck it up. <laughs> that's the wrong word in that season. You see, when we're, when we're down, we need somebody to pick us up, not to push us down further. You see, when, I, when I'm down and I'm already in the mud puddle, please don't step on the back of my head and smush my face in the mud. That's not what I need. What I need is I need to look up and see a hand extended down. Say, can I help you up? See, that's not the time to try to figure the situation out. That's not the time to gather around and let's have a meeting and say, well, I wonder why they're in the mud. Who cares why? Just help them up. It's not the time to get your nose in their business. Oh, that's good preaching right there. That's not the time to go, hey, tell me your life story. Listen, it just, just pick them up. Dust them off. And say, come on, you can make it. I'll walk with you. I'll run with you. I'll help you across the finish line. They choose to tell you why they tripped and fell in the mud and what's going on. And most people will after a while or a second. <laughs> usually, usually don't take long for them to tell you what's wrong and who did it and why they did it and now I'm going to kill them and It don't take long. That's not the time to tell them that's wrong for feeling that way. Sometimes, every now and then, a couple of times in my life, maybe maybe once or twice in 25 years of marriage, we've had this situation. (laughs) And I lie too. Lord, forgive me. Uh, no, but there's been, a, there's been a few times that, because here's, here's husbands, here, wives, just understand this about us. Uh, we're fixers. Okay? You know, I mean, you, you, we're, 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 we're cavemen, we come in, you know, me hungry? Okay, me go kill something. I mean, we're, we're just, we're fixers. We just want to get it. And so, you, you, you know, you come in, your wife has a little problem, whatever, and we want to fix it. Well, most of the time, she don't want you to fix it. She just wants to complain about it. So you just need to listen. Nod, smile, and say, I understand. Now, we all know you have no clue, but you just say you do. But see, we're fixers, and so we start trying to fix it, and we start trying to, you know, as a pastor, it's hard for me to get out of that, and so I start trying to show her the other people's perspective. And she tells me this, several times 
Why can't you just take my side? That's all she wants. She don't want me trying to tell her about the other side and bring them together and fit. All, just, all she wants me to do is just hug her and hold her and say, baby, I'm sorry, it's okay, everything will be all right. And She don't need me to fix it. She just needs me to listen. She needs a word in season. That word is, I love you. That word is, everything is going to be okay. That word is, everything is going to be better tomorrow. That word, we, I should know, but after 25 years, I've still got things to learn. Huh? See, now, now, Brother Brady, he's been married for 55 years, so he's got this thing down. <laughs> he said, I wish. <laughs> the more you learn, the more you know you don't know. <laughs> I have learned you don't know what you don't know. A word in season. You see, what does it mean to be weary? It means to be physically or mentally exhausted by hard work, by strain, uh, stress, job, finances, children, spouses, all these things, and fatigue. We all know what that's like. And it's weary. So, but, but God has a word for you in that weary season. What did he say in Galatians chapter 6 and verse number 9? Let us not be weary in well-doing. You see, this morning, I'm not talking about being sin-weary. Those in the world, if you're living in sin, oh, you're weary. Because it's work to sin. And... Guilt and shame and trouble and anguish and mental torment. and I mean, you really know you're not right raised with God. I'm not talking about that. That's a different kind of weary. The only solution to sin weary is repentance and salvation. You come, you give it to God, He forgives you, you get rid of it. Amen, you get your burdens lifted, you get up and you move on. Hallelujah. I'm talking about being weary. He said, be not weary in well-doing. You're doing good. You're serving the Lord. You're working hard. You're providing for your family. You're raising your children. You're doing everything good and we still get tired. Because in this world you have tribulation. You see, there's, there's, times that there is, it's, there's times that we don't mind it. There's times when the alarm clock goes off and you just get right up and go. There's times you go to work and you don't mind it. But there's those days you just hate it. There's days to where you just don't want to do it. But what do you do? You do it anyway. Why? Because you have children to feed. You have a house payment and a car payment and you, we, we've got bills. And, and so, I mean, we, we, we can't afford, we can't just not do things because we don't feel like it. If that was the case, nothing would get done in the world ever. Huh? I mean, if men only worked when they felt like it, can you imagine? I mean, we would work as long as there wasn't something good on TV. But everything's good. The commercials, we'll watch them. We don't care. We're really not watching it. We're half asleep. But, I mean, there's always something better to do than work. But we do it. Why? Because we love our family and we want to provide. And, and moms get up and they work and they go to work and they do Do they want to work 24 hours a day because it's fun? No. No. 
They do it because they love their family and they love their children and they love their spouse. And I mean, families are working together. But oh my goodness, there's those times where you're so tired and you're so weary. But he said, be not weary and well-doing far in due season. How many is excited about your due season? Sister Nicole, Nicole has a due season. Her due season's almost here. See, we, we, she's been through the throwing up season. And uh, she went through the tired and the fatigue. She knows about what I'm talking about. And uh, I mean, she, you've been through all those seasons, and you think it's never going to happen, and it seems like an eternity. You know something's happening, you know, because your clothes are getting too tight. There's something happening here, but I can't see it. Is this really real? But there's a due season. And when that due season comes, when that moment comes, and God knows that exact moment that life is coming for. He said, I knew you. I mean, for your beginning from the end. I knew the moment. He said that you were conceived. I knew you in your mother's womb and I formed you and I called you by name. And he loved us. Listen, he knows the very moment, but for you it seems like an eternity. But I'm telling you, Amen, there's going to be a little season of pain and you're going to have to go through some, some labor. Oh, but with every labor pain, Amen, you're that much closer to the miracle that God has in your life. And it's going to transform y'all's lives nothing like holding your baby in your arms and looking at them I remember looking at Jacob my head started swimming I was about to pass out because his head was so pointed that boy was cone headed I thought I'm going to be on TV the cone headed babies the room was spinning. The nurse said, are you okay? And then she was like, oh, are you worried about his head? <laughs> she said, oh, that's normal. I mean, why do you think they stick those caps on their head right after they're born? Man. But guess what? Look at it. It rounded out so pretty. Trying to, I'm up here trying to preach on being weary and well-doing. On my iPad, it just popped up a little note to give my little dog his medicine. But my little dog passed away already. <laughs> now, I'm really sad. Y'all need to help me. <laughs> it said, I was like, what is that? Give Snickers his medicine. Oh. Isn't it funny how you're having a bad day and then there's just more stuff? Huh? <laughs> Got a headache so bad, every word feels like I'm about to explode. There's just days that way. Huh? See, I didn't know I was going to have a day like that when I started to preach this message. I thought it'd be a great day. I could just holler and scream at you, but I don't feel like it. My head hurts. But here's the deal. You know what that's called? It's called life. And it's called just doing what you do because it's the right thing to do and you just keep on doing it and God brings your due season when your due season comes it makes all of the bad season worth it 
because you forget about all of the pain and the stress and the trials and the struggle. The key is you don't quit because if you quit, you're never going to get to your due season. Right now you're in your planting season. Maybe you're in your plowing season. Maybe you're in your weeding season. Maybe you're in your watering season. Amen, maybe amen, you're out there and you just don't see anything happening. But I'm telling you, if you quit, if you give up, you're never going to get to your reaping season. You're never going to get to your harvest season. But if you'll just hang on. Hmm. Felt a little preach coming on. Listen, if you'll just hang on, you won't faint, you won't give in, you won't give up. Good things are going to happen. Because when you come in your due season, woo, I'm telling you, you just know it. You just wake up and it's a whole different day. I mean, you just you hop out of bed, you go, everything is right with the world. And nothing has changed from yesterday to today. It's just you. <laughs> I don't know how that works. I don't know why it is. Because sometimes it's rest, you're fatigued, you're tired, you go to bed, you sleep, you wake up, your body, your mind is rested, and you get up and you just feel better about the world. Because it's you, you feel better inside. That's why it's important to take care of yourself, to exercise, to eat right, to do all those things on the, the normal side. It's important to do the spiritual side, pray, read your Bible, do all that you can do. But doing all we can do, sometimes we still have weary days. But if we faint not, Oh, I love this story. 2 Samuel chapter 23, verse number 9. Talking about Eliezer, the son of Dodo. I know a few sons of Dodo. Y'all know? Y'all know the son of Dodo? <laughs> he was one of the mighty men of David. And this mighty man, they were in battle with the Philistines. And the other guys that were fighting with him, they got a little scared and they ran away. Eliezer grabbed his sword and he began to fight. And the Bible says that when they gathered to battle, the men of Israel were gone away. He arose and smote the Philistine until his hand was weary and his hand clave unto the sword. Have you ever fought so hard that when he was done, you couldn't even open your hand? You couldn't even... I mean, that hand was, I mean, you had it wrapped around that rake or that plow or that trowel or that knife or that wrench or whatever you have put your hand in. And I mean, you just worked at it so hard, man, you just couldn't hardly, couldn't hardly let go of it. He fought the battle so hard and his hand grew so weary that it locked up. He couldn't even open it. But the Lord wrought a great victory that day. And then the people returned after him only to the spoil. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Sometimes there's a lot of folks, they'll let you fight the battle, but then they want to show up and enjoy the victory. But guess what? Don't, don't turn the sword on them. Let them, help, let them help you get your hand pried loose. Huh? After 25 years, my wife knows we just drive, and we're driving down the road, and you know my hands are on the steering wheel, and she knows I just... Take my hand off the steering wheel. And she reaches over and pops all my fingers, rubs my hand. I go back to drive. She just knows what that means. You drive so long, your hand's just stuck to the steering wheel. 
<laughs> it's got to have a little, little popping and, you know, work. Sometimes, you know, just, just be there for people. When you see them working hard and you see them being weary and you see their hand cleaving to the sword, amen, come on, just, just pop their fingers a little bit for them and come on, loosen them up a little bit and encourage them and say, come on, you can do it. Give them a pat on the back. Give them a word of praise. Give them a little bit of encouragement and bless them a little bit. It'll take them a long way. Job said, you know all what Job went through. He had a tough day, didn't he? Tough lot of days. He said, my soul is weary of my life. You get to the point to where, man, my whole life, everything about it is just weary. Oh, but guess what? When due season came, God turned it around and gave him twice what he had. I'll tell you something, your battle is not forever. What you're going through is not forever. It's just a season. It didn't, my daddy said it all the time. And said he would read that scripture. And it came to pass. He would say, it didn't come to stay. It came to pass. Listen, you're just going through it. But if God leads you to it, God will lead you through it. He's already there. He's in the midst of it. He was in the midst of the fire. He was in the midst of the lion's den. He's in the midst of your situation. Amen. Don't be weary in well-doing. Just keep doing well. And your due season is going to come. And it'll all be worth it in the end. Last scripture. I'm sorry to all you cowboy fans. Five minutes after kickoff. I was told to cut it short today, but. I said, I'll do my best. I'm doing my best. This is the best. And I said, y'all need to stay and pray. Maybe that'll help. (laughs) Help them, Jesus. Help them, Lord. Isaiah chapter 40, verse number 28. Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard? That the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. Aren't you glad God's not weary? Aren't you glad God doesn't get tired of you? Aren't you glad God doesn't get tired of hearing you whine? I'm so glad of that. He doesn't get tired of you complaining to Him. He loves you. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. Anybody need your strength increased today? Anybody lacking any understanding? Even the youths. We've got a lot of youths here. Even the youths shall faint. And be weary. Do you, do you guys know how busy these kids are? How hard they work? I mean, the schoolwork they have to do. And I mean, think, think about it. All, I mean, really, all that texting has got to wear them out. That Facebooking and that tweeting and that Instagram. and I mean, that's a tough life. No, they, they, they do have problems. 
They deal with kids and deal with situations and work and sports and parents. and Come on now. Listen, they, they do. You remember when you were their age? Every, when you go through something, it's the worst thing you've ever been through. You need somebody. So come on, parents, encourage them. When you see them a little down, come on, be their, be, be, their cheer, be their biggest cheerleader. Encourage them, bless them, and let them know the Lord will give you strength. The Lord will give you power. The Lord understands. He said, the young men shall utterly fall, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, and they shall mount up with wings as easels, as eagles. Not going to mount up like easels. <laughs> like, like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Isn't that good? How does that happen? They that wait upon the Lord. He shall renew their strength. <laughs> My wife's laughing at me. <laughs> That's right, sing you, Rachel. Listen, you got to get in God's presence. You just got to wait. You know what? When you're having one of those days... It's really best that you don't get out there and spread it over to everybody and say things. Because then you really need to go apologize. Huh? You know, when you get out there and act ugly and say things you shouldn't say because you're having a bad day, most people just want to ignore it. No, that's, that's not right. You need to go back and make it right. So you know what? As a, as a Christian, as a believer, you know what? I, I mess up too. I'm not perfect, but I do know how to repent. And I ask the Lord to forgive me, and I want to ask you, my coworker, or my boss, or my spouse, or my child, you know what? I acted ugly. That wasn't nice. That wasn't the right word. Right, and I'm sorry. You know, we don't get a whole lot of that anymore, do we? Make things right with people. But it's really best when you're having a bad day. Just, you need to get along with God. And you need to pray. You need to get in His presence. I don't know why my wife's laughing at me. She'll tell me later. <laughs> do you want to just, do you want to have new strength, new energy? Do you want to mount up with wings as eagles? Do you, do you want to reach your due season? Don't quit. Don't give up. Be encouraged today. Be encouraged today. You know, I'm so excited to hear just a moment. The guys are coming to, to sing. Our band, come on. Brother Levi's getting baptized this morning. Isn't that awesome? So proud of our young man. Because when you give your heart to the Lord and you make a declaration of faith and He said, I want to be baptized. But how many knows in this Christian life, just like work life or married life or anything else, sometimes you have a bad day. Sometimes you fall down. But you know what God says? Get back up. The Bible says a righteous man falls seven times, but he gets up again. As long as you get up one more time than you fall down, you're going to be all right. God wants you to rise. 
He doesn't want you going down in the mully grubs and depression and discouragement. He wants you to rise up out of that. He wants to give you your strength back, give you your vision back, give you your passion back. He loves you. And today, he says, be not weary in well-doing. Keep doing good. It's going to pay off, I promise. So, I, I, I hope now you'll be able to say, I know better. Instead of, I should know better. Next time your wife, your, your husband, your child, your friend is having a bad day, you should know how to give them a word in due season. A word of love, a word of encouragement, a word of, uh, uh, be soft. You can't, you, you, you can't be loud. You can't be just demanding. And That word in season, find it. Be able to be a blessing to those around you. Amen. Heavenly Father, today we're so grateful. We thank you for your presence and we thank you for your love. And Lord, every single person in here, young person, teenager to grandparent, knows what it's like to be weary, to be fatigued, to be tired, to just be going through the motions but without the passion. I pray, Lord, today as we just spend a few minutes in your presence, that you would just rekindle that fire, that love, that strength, that understanding. Speak a word to your people today in season that they need to hear. A word of love, a word of encouragement. You never kick us when we're down. You always lift us up. You're always there to cheer us on, to bless us.